Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, hello there. Um, this is just a mic test, but uh, I'm going to use this opportunity to sort of say um, a few words. Um, I rarely get an opportunity to, to speak on this podcast, so let's just, you know, <laughs> enjoy my own voice getting recorded Did for a second. Did you actually start pressing You see, record? I can't even, I can't <laughs> even say that. Hello, Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Twist and Shout. We always kick it off with what, some of your stories. One of my stories. Well, you give a... You, I didn't even say, I didn't even start the well, story. Well, I did know. Let's get going. Let's get cracking. All right. <laughs> All the-, <laughs> so- <laughs> the only thing is, though, we don't have many stories this week. I think a lot of people no. were a little bit nervous about interior design, probably never used it. Okay. But I did get some. So let's see what we've got. You but can- that's the thing. I think we were nervous too, weren't we? We were. We were. I think you want to take so much kind of care of your own home yourself. And then I've never been more and more wrong. I'll be really honest. I feel like... As soon as you meet someone that works in that field, you completely understand why that field exists. Why it's important. Because yeah. it's just helps you on so many different levels. I mean, just just basically, just basic research is one. And then I think I have a bit of a sense of style. You do. Well, but then when you meet someone that it's an actual <laughs> interior designer, you realize I don't. No, but you do. Thank you. Okay, so you want to kick it off? You can read I'll the I'll kick one. it off. Wow, that's a long one. Thank you. So this message is from Miss Rigby, 88, assuming that she was born in 88. So yeah. hello, happy birthday. If it's, you know. <laughs> My husband and I moved a house when our daughter was three weeks old and I was recovering from a C-section. Wasn't our brightest move. But six years later, we still love our house and now we have eight nine months old boy as well as our daughter to share the house with oh that's lovely do you see we talked about that in the podcast didn't we like how many people get pregnant or have a baby and that is the moment like us to decide to move but three weeks that's very brave and a c-section so that means that your partner was well i mean you had your hands full on obviously but then your partner must be you know uh Taking because you have to recover. The recovery is long. Of course, isn't it? it's a long recovery. Yeah. I mean, it's a big, big surgery on the woman. So, yeah. well, not on a man, though. <laughs> it's not a big. <laughs> well done. Well done. Congratulations, I mean, Miss Rigby. Little, little baby. And happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one we've got is Go from Miss Mandy Phillips. I, let me guess. Very short. 
Yeah, but I, I'm trying to understand what she's saying. Cause she put, love this. My hubby has boxes of his in the garage, not opened. We've been in our house 17 years. <laughs> wow. So let me let me translate that to you, okay? So what I think this I know what she means. Lovely lady, man, that they moved 17 years ago. Yeah. They had, let's say, living room, bathroom, bedroom boxes, yeah? <laughs> and then they probably had some hers and his boxes. I know that she unpacked her boxes the day that they moved, but the, the gentleman is just finding the right moment. He's finding the right moment. And so, in 17 years, you know. It's still there. Might as well wait for 18, you know, <laughs> and then have a... <laughs> Why not reach the 20-year mark? Yeah, we'll get go there. Go for it. <laughs> We're on your side. I mean, I, that does happen, though. We've done all of our boxes, but I did chase you a little bit, didn't I? I mean, you chase me for everything, I let's do. be honest. <laughs> Unpacking boxes is not exactly... The, it's just one off. Yeah, but you know what? You know, hopefully... The rest of the house is okay. If it's in the garage, it can't be too much in the You'll way. You'll be fine. You'll yeah. be fine. You'll be yeah. fine. You'll, You'll be, be fine. fine. Right. Thank you so much for your story. Was that it? That was it. That's what I mean. Want to say something else then? What do you want to say? I don't know, but uh, I think we need to say more. Come, <laughs> two stories? Well, we've got a great next episode. What's what's about? Just like tease it. Oh, no. You'll find out. Oh, no. I want to know. I forgot what we did. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. We're back for another episode of uh, Twist and Shout. Today's title of this episode is uh, Dr. Beat. Uh, one of my favorite songs, actually. Yeah, I think you actually danced it on Strictly, didn't you? I did, with uh, Helen George. And this is really, really weird coincidence because Helen George, uh, my lovely partner, she's a part of a great TV show, one of the most successful TV shows on British television called, called The Midwife. Yes. And midwives come up in today's chat. <laughs> they do. Now, we're very, very excited to have our dear friend, Dr. Nikki Lack, joining us for today's episode because she is 
literally one of the best, best, best in her field. She's been helping women deliver their children for over, what, 23 years, I think she said. She's amazing. And we were lucky enough that we met her, I think it was about eight years ago we met her. And she's one of Craig Revel Hallwood's best friends. So she was always at Strictly, always coming to the live tours. And we've always stayed really good friends with her. And she said from day one, you know, whenever the two of you are ready to have a baby, come to me, I'll give you my advice, I'll give you my guidance. And you know what? She has been exactly that every step of the way, hasn't she? She has been. It's such a crazy time. It's so many emotions, uh, so many, so many things. But one thing that, that has been consistent through all this uh, pregnancy has been Nikki for us. And uh, I know how lucky and blessed we are to have her to even meet her through Craig. Uh, but I, I can't wait for all of you to, to hear her speak. And uh, I'm really intrigued by what she has to say. So I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, and on that note, I think she joins us now. So we are joined by Dr. Nikki Lack, who is a very, very good friend of ours. Well, I would say if there is such a thing as a woman wearing a Superman cape, uh, <laughs> this would be the lady that would wear that cape. Yeah, she would. hundred yeah. percent, she would. I mean, no, she, she's right here. So maybe a Supergirl cape. A Supergirl, she says. Supergirl. <laughs> Hi, Nikki. <laughs> how you doing? Hi there. How are you guys? Good. So, where are you today at the moment? Are you home? Are you at the office? Where are you right now? So, no, I'm at home. I have been delivering babies for the last forty-eight hours, and I am having a well-earned break putting together party bags for my six-year-old's birthday party. So I'm surrounded by confetti and candy. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, look, we are so happy that you decided to join us for our podcast because you have been such an amazing part of our own kind of journey, falling pregnant and during pregnancy. But I feel like we should kind of tell the story, no, of how we met. And it was, well, it must have been eight years ago now, wasn't it, Nikki, when we first met you? Feels like yesterday, Jeanette, but yes, I think so, about eight years. <laughs> Yeah, it was about eight years ago. I feel like I remember it very, very vividly. We were in Nottingham on the Strictly Live tour. I don't remember it quite as well, but I'm not sure that's a good thing. But yes, I think it was uh, the Nottingham Live tour for Strictly. And uh, I think we might have met in the bar. We met in the bar. You are amazing dear friends with Craig Rebel Horwood. You've known each other for years. And uh, we met at the bar and we started talking about what you did and, you know, Strictly and all that conversation. I remember the last thing that you said was, make sure that you count on me for guidance when the time comes, because I will help you as much as I can when the baby comes, right? <laughs> I think I think I did say that. I wasn't anticipating quite so much. Yes, no, I think I did say that. I think that might have been the moment that my mother did a waltz with Aliash in the bar. Oh, yes, remember. She dined out. Yeah, she's dined out on that for the last eight years. So, you know, that's her that's her claim to fame. Well, I can't wait for the next waltz, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nikki, I mean, it's such a beautiful thing that you do, delivering babies, helping women through such a beautiful part of their lives and sometimes a really tough part of their lives. How did you get into it? What was it that made you want to become this? I, uh, to be honest with you, I wanted to be a singer, but I realized I couldn't <laughs> sing. So that wasn't wasn't going to make me any money. Now, I've been, I mean, I've been a doctor for 23 years, Jeanette, and I, I always wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to, my original plan was to go to Africa and work out there. I did it. I did it for three years and started delivering babies out there and fell in love with it. And it is the most Firstly, women are much easier to look after than men as patients for my for me. So Ooh. I they don't know. I, I should I share that? Probably can't say that. But yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> no, I, I love the whole journey. I, I love the fact that I think 
women, you know, getting pregnant is such a journey and staying pregnant and then giving birth. Women are at their most vulnerable and you can make a real difference to people by making that journey as straightforward and easy as possible for people and, and helping them navigate what is a really difficult time. I think it's something that we look at as a natural process. And for lots of women, it isn't. Um, for lots of women, it's not straightforward. We take it as our, you know, our given right to have a baby. And actually, it's not always that straightforward for people. And I think nowadays, women have more choice. They're having babies later in life. We're career women. So it's difficult. And if I can make a small difference uh, to a, a group of people, then, you know, so be it. Oh, well, we've been very, very lucky to have found you in our lives and made friends with you. We've had many drinks throughout the years. <laughs> <laughs> Most there of seems them. to be a bit of a recurring theme here. <laughs> but what a beautiful thing, isn't it, to, to help women in such a beautiful time, don't you think? I mean, of course. I mean, it has to be. Now, just being a part of it in like sort of like a plus one capacity and like being there at all the all the scans and all the checkups. It's a, it's such a, like, like you say, it's a very delicate time. I think that would be the word that, that I would use. But then, you know, Obviously, always at the end, you hope for the best results. You hope that the baby is delivered safely and everything is great. But like, you know, in case if it isn't, like obviously it's going to be very, very, very tough on the parents. But but how do you feel? How does it feel for, for you if, you know, if the things don't go the way, you know, they were, they were planned to go? Um, and it breaks my heart every time. I think, you know, from my perspective... <laughs> Um, I want everybody to have a good outcome. And I, I joke about it all being about the women, but actually it's not. It's about you as a couple and a team and then losing a child or a pregnancy not going the way that it's supposed to is the worst thing that can happen to anyone. I don't have as close a relationship with all my patients as I have with you guys. And for you, I'm you know personally invested, but actually emotionally, it's tough. I think that it changes over the years. I've been doing the job a really long time. And what I realize is that I can't, make it I can't change everything that happens I, you know I can do my very best for people but sometimes just bad things happen and you know you guide people you support them through that and hopefully see them again for hap in happier times but no it's it's tough you know I, I I can't pretend that I leave my work at work all the time you know I come home and and, and you know, sometimes things are are difficult to deal with I'm lucky I've got William as you mentioned my little man who I took a very long time to have so uh, he keeps me going and I, I do know that even women who've had a really awful time women who lose their babies they do get through it and we can help and guide them through that but it, it's a journey yeah and then equally I guess the same way that it, it hits when it doesn't go well and you do have that kind of bad news at the end of it all. Equally, I guess, when things go really well, and especially when there's been a struggle to get to that, you must be so happy and feel such a sense of reward that you were part of that journey for her when it was when it did go well. Totally. I mean, I'm a crier. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I, I cry at many deliveries. You know, I find that I think being a parent is such a gift and it's been amazing for me. And I mean, not always, but majority of the time. It's amazing. But yes, being able to help someone achieve that and, and achieve not just achieve you know, the baby, but the experience of having the baby. And, and you know, that's just a, an amazing thing. It's very rewarding. Yeah, I love it. I, I'm a lucky girl. I think, you know, to go to work and love what you do is is a privilege. It really is a privilege. I mean, we feel very fortunate with our jobs. I mean, we get to dance. We get to talk to amazing people like you. I mean, it's the best. For I us, it's the best. Our, our jobs are very similar in a way because we we make so many people happy. And then sometimes, I mean, we do. you know, to, on the happy side. But then, you know, even if, if we mess up the choreography or steps <laughs> equally, 
a lot of people are unhappy. They mostly it's, it's, it's with each other. Yes, I, I, when you mess up the choreography of the steps, Jeanette shouts at you, Aliash. When I, I can't mess up the choreography no. of the steps, <laughs> <laughs> I try not to do that. So, um, and, and and you know, although I do occasionally sing at a delivery, dancing is definitely not my forte. No. So you know, we. we uh, you know, so you know, because you've been, again, such a good friend to us throughout all of this. And I've, I've literally called you for everything. We shared on our podcast how I called you first. You're the first person to find out about me being pregnant. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think what I said to you was, Jeanette, that's amazing. Um, what did Aliash say? And um, I think your answer was, oh, my God, I haven't told him. And you hung up on me. <laughs> so I just... <laughs> Uh, it's nice to know that I'm there for the first, you know, for the first moments in your life. <laughs> Quite literally. I still moments. don't know how I feel about that, to be really honest with both of you, but I'm happy that you have one another. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we we were for two years, we, we were saying that we were not not trying. That's what, you know, that's what we were doing. We weren't trying to fall pregnant. We were taking the pressure off of ourselves and not trying to not be pregnant anymore but it did take time we got to two years it wasn't happening and then i found out that the brilliant nhs they do offer for women under 40 a round of ivf for free with certain certain you know conditions surrounding surrounding it but it is a big decision for a woman to sign and a man and the husband or partner to go through ivf because it is quite intense on the body on the emotions do you feel there is a certain time or a moment that a couple should then decide, okay, give this a go. This is how long you should be trying first. What, what is the kind of advice as to when you should start considering IVF? Do you know what? I think it's so variable. I think it depends on your age. It depends on how much time you've got to try and get pregnant. I think it depends on so many different things. And it's a very, very individual thing uh, for people. I think certainly... Uh, we are, as women, leaving it later and later and later. And there is no question that fertility declines as we get older. And I think the magic number is 35. I think that's what they're quoting nowadays. So I think, you know, once you get to 35, there's, there's this big panic on. And I think so I think there's definitely conversations to be had, both for women who are deciding they want to wait and delay their families and maybe think about having fertility tests to see whether that's a sensible thing to do. Um, and, and, you know, chatting to your GP, chatting to people like that can be, or people like me um, can be really helpful. Um, but I think, you know, if you're a lady in your 40s and you've tried for six months and nothing's happened, then I think that could be the right time for you. So it is a really, really individual thing. IVF is a pretty brutal process, I think, for most women, even with a successful outcome. And I think, you know, you and I have talked so many times about the fact that actually more than 50 percent of IVF journeys are not successful. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really difficult time. So I would always say to people, if you haven't tried, if you're young and your fertility tests are all normal, then relax and give it time. But I think it would very much it's very much time dependent and age dependent and all of those things. If I remember correctly, your advice to Aliash and I when we first 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 decided that we think we were ready for babies, I did a couple checks um, and you know just made sure that everything was okay. And this was in the beginning when we first decided we were going to not not try anymore. And you, I rang you and your advice was just get drunk and have a great time together. <laughs> this alcohol is a really recurring theme in our conversation. Yeah. People are going to think I have a drink problem. Um, no, I, I guess that the alcohol thing is, is, you know, there are lots of people out there that don't drink. And I, it's not a, it's not a, <laughs> you don't need to go out there and no, drink. No, but it's about that, like kind of not, not putting that pressure on yourself as a couple. There's something awful 
the thought of having to, you know, go and take your temperature and plan things and, you know, and I think if you are young and, and your fertility tests are normal and everything's okay, then actually taking that pressure off yourself, off each other as a couple and just saying, do you know what, we're going to go away, we're going to have regular sex, we're going to enjoy being together and hopefully it will end. And then if if in a year or six months it hasn't happened, then then there's the time to start looking for help. I think, you know, as I say, the, the glasses of wine thing is only because I know you. I yeah, know yeah, I know. Exactly I'm not like saying, I'm not suggesting Nikki would recommend <laughs> to anybody go get smashed and then go like, <laughs> that was just as friends. No, I think it's, you know, it is, it is that pressure on, you know, I've spoken to young couples who've come to see me because they're not pregnant in three months and they're impatient and they want to be pregnant. And I kind of feel like every person who has been through IVF would say, if you don't have to do it, don't do it. You know, don't rush into it take your time, enjoy each other, enjoy being a couple, enjoy just being a two, because let me tell you guys, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this to you before, when two become three, life changes. <laughs> yeah, I think we've heard that a few times now, haven't we? <laughs> well, I can't wait to make Ali, that change. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right, Nikki, I think the, the important thing, what we really want to kind of share i guess in this conversation is that taking a little bit of that pressure off can sometimes be beneficial because i've heard so many stories of couples which is exactly what kind of happened with Ash and i really mm. that they, you know they're they're nervous the nervousness of not falling pregnant and what do we do and what's the next step and taking ovulation tests every day and you know to each his own there's no right or wrong way to do things but i think that kind of pressure that you put on yourself as a couple to pop pregnant can sometimes be counterintuitive to actually falling pregnant. Of course. And the stress, you know, we, with the number of women that I see that have struggled to get pregnant, who get pregnant with IVF, have a baby, and then four months later, come back and see me and say, I don't understand what happened, but I'm pregnant. We didn't use contraception because we didn't think we could get pregnant. And I think children are great. But two under a year is not what I would recommend to anyone, unless you're having twins, in which case, congratulations, and it will be fine. You know, I think it's, 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 it is stress does things to people. Um, and, you know, that, that's what we call unexplained infertility. Um, sometimes it's stress, sometimes it's other things. But I think enjoying the process, if you can, you know, it's important because IVF is, it does things to you. I mean, I had IVF and you know that, Jeanette, I'm very open about the fact that I had IVF with my little boy who I was older. I was a 44 year old first time mum. So for me, I had IVF. It was a very difficult process for me and I fell pregnant very easily. And it was, it was a, a what were they call easy, but it was still a really difficult process. And I, it, it's, it's hard. I look after a lot of women who've had IVF um, and certainly for them, Pregnancy is challenging. I think, you know, you and I've talked a couple of times about my my journey and how I felt. And I think from my perspective, your focus when you have IVF is that everybody feels that you should be excited that you're having a baby. But I think for the majority of IVF women, they're so focused on getting pregnant and almost having a baby at the end of it is almost too much to dream. And they find pregnancy really difficult. And, and everybody, you know, I'm sure it's like for yourselves, I remember you saying to me, Everybody keeps asking us when we're going to have a baby. And actually, people do that. People don't think about the questions they ask you when you're not pregnant or when you don't have children. And there are so many reasons why people don't have children and so many reasons, so many journeys people are going through, so much that's going on in their lives. And these simple, what feel like interested questions can just open a whole big can of worms. So I think, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, all, it's very emotive, isn't it?
I feel exactly like that because for so many years even, not, not days, Jeanette and I were asked that one same question over and over and over again. There is like about 10 questions that you always get asked, which is like a sort of your, you know, your when did you start dancing or what's your favorite dance or who's your favorite celebrity. But then the one question that always hit me a little bit wrong was when are you two going to have kids? Because I don't, not that I don't want to answer the question or I feel like it's, you know, uh, the last thing you want to say to anyone is, well, it's none of your business, obviously. You know, I think they know that before they even ask you the question. But uh, I just always felt funny about that one because it's such a personal thing. There's so many variables involved. You know, you can decide to, to go for it and then you're lucky enough that it, that it happens or you decide to go for it and it never happens. And then, but... You, People that ask that question have no idea about which which route you're you, you're you're on, and it can be hurtful sometimes. Like even you know, I agree. When, yeah, and it's a, and it's the one only question that I've ever been asked by anyone that I've always felt like, but why? And then second, well, I, I I don't even know how to answer. Well, tomorrow if I could, if it worked like that, then <laughs> you know my answer is uh, I hope she's already pregnant. But uh, so I completely ag agree that there's so many you know mm. so many very you know so many ways that it can go yeah and we were talking earlier in one of our other episodes about the involvement of the husband or partner in the whole process as well now Ali Ash has been brilliant <laughs> he has been absolutely and I, I can't rave about him enough I think I've raved in every episode about how wonderful he's been but in in your eyes you deal with lots of couples lots of men and women you know women and women, whatever the case may be in terms of partners, do the partners, do you feel, get really involved as well? Or is it rare to see them get involved? Do I have a special diamond? Is it what I'm basically asking? You know? well, obviously, obviously <laughs> you have a special diamond. I mean, I, I genuinely, having Aliash at your appointments, Jeanette, has been like having a child in a sweet shop. I have, he is so <laughs> excited. that The excitement is, is palpable and it is lovely, lovely, lovely to see. Um, and you know what? The majority of dads are like that, but not everybody has the relationship that you guys have. Not everybody is in the same situation. So everybody's pregnancy journey is completely different. I look after women who are doing it on their own. I look after women who are doing it um, with um, in same-sex couples. I look after it, it, two guys having babies together and their excitement is palpable too. So it is all such a different journey. And I think, you know, everybody has slightly different. Not everybody is quite as excited as Aliash. I mean, my husband <laughs> is not as excited as Aliash. I have to be honest. I mean, he was great and he is great. And But everybody does things in slightly different ways. And I think that as long as it works for you as a couple, then it's great. You know, the majority of the people that I look after, the dads are super involved. Some people would rather have their mum there. Some people will have their sister there. Some people have their best friends there. It's a totally individual thing. I it, I mean, having Aliash in the room with us is like Tigger, right? Yeah, the, yeah, he is yeah. like Tigger. That's just, the best way to describe who is, it. Who is that? The little tiger. Tiger. The tiger from Winnie the Pooh. Uh -huh. yeah. The okay. wonderful thing about tiggers is the very beautiful <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I, I think that, um, I mean, I, look, I've said this to you before. Aliash is going to be an amazing dad, you know. Um, I suspect you're going to have to, you know, you're going to be the, you're going to be the bad cop, Jeanette, I think. <laughs> Yeah, that was another, that's another um, chat we had in one of the other episodes is what kind of parents we're going to be. And I think you might be right. He's going to be fun cop. I'm going to be bad cop. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Do you know what? That's such an interesting thing, though, isn't it? I think we all have an assumption of what kind of parents we're going to be. And then when we have children, we're just completely the opposite. I, I, I just, for me, I just don't think you know what kind of parent you're going to be. You don't know what kind of child you're going to get. I mean, you know, if you have a mini Aliash, 
you're going to have to be a lot stricter than if we have a mini dinette. So it's, you know. You just don't realize how lucky you could be, basically. That's what Nick is trying trying to say. If it is, Aliash. Yes, yes, Aliash. That's what everybody dreams for. (laughs) Now, just like, uh, I know how... Mud Jeanette is nervous being a first-time mom. I am, yeah. And, uh, I'm excited and nervous. It's all of those things, isn't both. it? And, uh, but then, you know, Googling doesn't help. No. And uh, she does so much of her own sort of research or self-assessment. That, uh, Nikki, that was happening before we fell pregnant. Seeing the two of you, you know, at the checkups and, and every time that, 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 we, that we see one another, you have such a great relationship. How important do you think that for, for any woman or for any doctor, how important that relationship is that they trust one another? I think trust is the is the most important thing. I think, you know, as in Jeanette, you see me all the time. It's not it's not what real life is like. In real life, you'd be seeing a midwife all the time. And I know the midwives that you've seen have been absolutely phenomenal. Oh my God, yeah. And I, I think that, you know, for the majority of people, they wouldn't see someone like me. They don't need to because birth is a natural process. The midwives are fabulous. And you see doctors as and when you need them. I think that I can't, I can't think of a midwife that I wouldn't trust, actually, to look after me. But it is important, as, as we alluded to earlier, Alias, you know, women are very vulnerable when they're pregnant and frightened. And unfortunately, there's a lot out there in the media and on Google. You know, there is no control over who posts what. And there's lots of things to read. And the information is so confusing. But the midwives and the doctors that, you know, work tirelessly to deliver babies all have that information and the correct information. Um, at GPs also, there's so there's such a great source of, of information out there and it's just really important that we get the right information out there. But it, it's not going to stop people being scared. It, it is all about trust and, and communication. I think for me, communication is key. I think as long as you ask the questions and you know where to go, and I think it, it, there's so much information out there. There's so many books. There's some great books out there that you can pick up off the shelves. There's some great books for mums. There's some. I mean, I really ought to write one. I think, but I. I think you should. <laughs> do you know what? I've been I've been threatening to do it for years, and um, on my deathbed, I will say I should have written that book. Um, I don't have the time. But there's lots of great books out there for mums. There's also some really good books out there for dads. I mean, my husband read a book, and I don't have. I mean, I should say I don't. I don't know any of the authors of any of these books and I don't write any of these books, but there's a really good book out there called Commando Dad, which was the book my, my husband dipped into so many times because it's, it's very practical. It's very different. There's books. I mean, there's the very famous one. There's what to expect when you're expecting. There's all of those books out there. And I have, I've read some of them. I haven't read all of them. They've got good kind of good information. That's it's not Google. You know, and I, I kind of worry about people Googling and, and getting confused with things. Yeah. But, yeah. but the midwives have honestly, because you, you brought them up, they have just been so, so wonderful. Because obviously I'm, I'm here as, as a first time mom in a, in a country where I have no family around the corner to just pick up and go and visit and see quickly. And mm. I can thank God for FaceTime because I can call Aliash's mm. sister or mom or my mom and just, you know, dive in with questions and they're there for me. Being there with the midwives and just seeing the level of kind of, care they have i walk in and i i'm I'm always you know this about me nikki i walk into a hospital and i don't know why but my my spine goes up i don't know i get really nervous in hospitals in general Mm. i've been very fortunate that i've never had to really be in them for too long or for anything too serious Mm. throughout my life so i just get nervous in them and when i walk in and i see the midwives for our scans or our appointments or whatever it is, they just honestly give me such a sense of calm. They have a way about mm. them. They're such, 
special special uh, women that have this tenderness yeah they really do and the tenderness and the attention and if they feel that I'm nervous they try and make me laugh you know to kind of like make me relax a bit and I, I you know it's it's incredible that we have them and that they are they are here for us and I'm so so yeah. fortunate with the ones we've seen which you know we are and, and you know you said for, for yourself you're not from here you're from I mean you live from the states right yeah so you know the medical care that you get in the states is very different you know we are so privileged here to have the care that we have but the midwives are they're exceptional people they're amazing and and i think you're you know you said you can call your sister you can call your mum and that's great but people only give you information based on their own experience exactly whereas the midwives the doctors have a vast experience of so many different situations and you know you are i mean we go back to the fertility talk about how people feel you know there's a lot out there in the media and a lot out there on social media about how you know pregnancy is the most joyful experience and how childbirth is amazing and being a first time mum is incredible and actually for lots of people that's not true lots of people have rubbish pregnancies i mean, I, I hated being pregnant i had ivf i didn't feel i could tell anyone that because i felt like it made me sound so ungrateful but the truth is i didn't enjoy being pregnant i wasn't particularly excited because i was scared and then there's that first three months of having a newborn baby and i i don't want to talk about this too much because i don't want to scare you both <laughs> now she's she my eyes are getting big and my ears are getting closer to the screen <laughs> no but what i mean by that is not everybody feels that euphoria and that excitement straight away you know some women have a, a long job long birth some people have short birth no, sometimes it doesn't go the way you want it to go. There's lots of different ways of having a baby. And that, that first period is really tough. I, I remember um, my husband sitting on the edge of the bed and he used to be a soldier, you know that. And he said, um, I think William was about five weeks old and it was about four o'clock in the morning. And he looked at me and he said, I've been to war that was easier than this. And it, it you know, it, it, we laugh now, but I remember it so vividly and thinking, oh my God, you're right. And then suddenly, miraculously, these little things that you bring into the world that you think, what have I done? They smile at you and then that's it. Then it's all over and then you're lost. But it, but it, it is difficult. It's hard. And, and we don't tell people that. We sit there and we say, oh, it's glorious. You'll glow. Your baby will breastfeed and sleep through the night. Babies sleep for 45 minutes at a time in the womb. Okay, mm. There is no reason why they should sleep any longer once they're out. And yet, you know, we're expecting babies to sleep from six weeks old. They won't. They don't. Um, and that's okay, yeah. you know, and you just, <laughs> sorry, our, Ali, are you okay? Our baby is definitely, <laughs> definitely one of those 45-minute babies because it's constantly <laughs> moving. <laughs> I heard from someone from a friend of mine, actually, back home that, that just had a baby. They think, because their baby sleeps amazing, like on that note, that because they kept the schedule that the baby was on, at the hospital when it was delivered, they kind of kept the, the little boy, uh, his name is uh, Charlie, little Charlie. They kept, they kept him on the same schedule and then gradually he sleeps more and more and more. And uh, after, he said after about six or seven months now, he sleeps through the whole night. So they were not like- <laughs> very, Do you know what? He's a very, very lucky man, Aliash. My son is seven next week and still gets into my bed at three o'clock <laughs> oh, so. I love that. <laughs> I, I think every baby's different, you know? We all parent in different ways. We all do what's right for us. We do, we, it, it just is, 
I don't know. I just, my view is they're little, they need you, they cry, they want you. Crying is the only way they have to communicate. So some babies are really good sleepers, some babies aren't. And I think with the best will in the world, we, we could do exactly the same thing and babies will do exactly what they want. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, I'm hoping for a good sleepy baby. <laughs> I, I, I don't because I want to ha- hang out as much as possible. <laughs> So yeah. I think... Have you met you? Uh, yeah. yeah. If it's anything like Ali Ash and I, we, we're in for a handful. So Nikki, it is important, and you, you touched on it already, and that was going to be my next question. It is important to have all of these honest conversations of the different types of pregnancies that women can have. Mm. The, I say like the good, the bad, and the ugly, because we get it all. And it, pregnancies can be in so many different shapes and forms. And even myself, I've been very fortunate, and I don't take it a single day for granted, that I've really enjoyed my pregnancy, that I've been mm. really well, the baby's been mm. really well. But I know that that's not always the case for many, many women either. Uh, mm. It's it's important that we tell those stories, right? The good ones and the bad ones. Do you know what? I kind of feel like it is, but I kind of feel we have to do it in a sensitive way. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you're right. You are lucky. I remember sitting in, I think, the Palladium, was it? In uh, the Drury Lane. <laughs> yeah. When you were doing your Christmas show. And I remember Ali Ash flinging you around and thinking, oh, Christ, please don't drop her. Because uh, <laughs> I knew you were pregnant. Nobody else in the audience knew you were pregnant. Uh, and you have been amazing, Jeanette. I mean, you know, you've danced the whole way. You've been incredible. But not all people do that. And I think we are very, I, I can't speak for other countries, but certainly in this country, everybody we're very pro-normality, what, what is perceived to be normal. I hate the word normal. Okay, in my view, what's normal is a healthy mum and a healthy baby. Yeah. Okay, there are lots of different ways babies get here. And yes, absolutely, if you can do it naturally, brilliant. But you know what? Not everybody does. Not everybody can. Babies misbehave. Pregnancies are different. We do need to have the conversation, but we need to do it in a positive and supportive way rather than, I kind of feel like sometimes we're not kind to each other. We tell frightening stories to people. We don't want to frighten people, but what we want is to empower women, A, to be able to choose what they do with their bodies because it is, after all, their choice, Mm -hmm. but also to say, do you know what? If something deviates slightly from what you perceive to be normal, that's okay too. Because actually the most important thing is that you and your baby are both happy and healthy. And I kind of feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Um, There's a lot of pressure on ourselves for giving birth. There's a lot of pressure for breastfeeding, all of those things. And some things are just not right for some people. And that's okay. Communication talking and being honest and open it's, it's all i can all i can advocate for really well it's it's basically a relationship i always say that for uh, for any successful relationship the most important thing it's always a communication and conversation i, I think it can fix so many things mm. and uh it puts oh, you at completely. ease really isn't it it puts you yeah. at ease um now you said before that you became a doctor with a sole reason to help people and to be there for mm-hmm. somebody else you know it's a very i always say that it's one of the most selfless jobs in the world and uh, you, you know you take spend your time helping others now how important is it to keep that moral compass at all times being a doctor you know that being your you know your your blessing really to others to help others how important is it to keep that moral compass and never change it do you know what we're human beings we you know yes you're absolutely right but we're all human beings i would say that before i had my son my work was the most, I, I, I lived to work. There's no question, you know, and I still, to a certain extent, live to work, but I live for my son now. Yeah. So being a mum has definitely changed me. There's no question. Now when I go on holiday, I turn my phone off. 
before I, I would be on, you know, on the phone all the time to, to work. And I think that it is important. I don't believe that any of us could do the job that we do in medicine. And that's not just me. That's nurses, midwives, occupational therapists, physiotherapists, uh, sonographers, everybody. If we didn't love what we do, if we didn't want to help people, if we didn't care because the hours are long, sometimes it's thankless. But actually, do you know what? I get to, to get up in the morning and go to work and I love my job and I'm really, really blessed. The number of people that I speak to who go to work and it's the drudgery, they, they trudge off to work. They don't enjoy it. They don't. You know, you guys are privileged. We're all privileged to do jobs that we love. I think that I would be lying if I didn't say my job defined me because it does. I'm, I had some time off about 15, 20 years ago. Um, and then my, I had some time off because, no, no, I don't mean that. That sounds ridiculous. I mean, I've had holidays, but I had a chunk. I had six months off and I felt really lost, actually, because what, I, what I'm good at is looking after people. What I'm good at is delivering babies. What I'm good at is making, it gives me massive pleasure to help people be happy and feel cared for and looked after I run a trauma clinic and I see women who are traumatized by various things and I I feel like that should never happen you know and so yeah I I can't imagine doing anything else I mean obviously I'm going to become a yeah you're going to teach me to dance Ali Ash and then I'm gonna you know do you know what that that's at least I can do you've been with us at the, the most delicate special time and uh you've made it so lovely for us and uh, the least I can do is teach you a routine that it's at least a minute and a half long and then I need to somehow get the two of us to perform on Strictly that routine Ooh. with like a music <laughs> oh act. Oh my God. You know? Let me tell you. Just to say you've thank you. Seen me, like, you've never seen me dance, Alej, and there is a reason for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I, people uh, need to see you dance. I would be curious to see what, what score Craig would give you because he's one of your best friends, so he'd obviously be having yeah, to judge you. Do you know what? I, I dread to think what score Craig would give me and I... It will never happen. I would love you to teach my son to dance because yeah. right now all he wants to do is dance, and he does street dance. And Alice, as you know, you 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 know you've been involved with my little boy and his some of his friends to, uh, with dancing. And little boys who want to dance are, are they're my nemesis. They're my favorite thing in the world. So you know. And mine too. You know, uh, meeting your 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 little William, and then exchanging you know a couple of dance moves with him because by the way he's a really good little dancer yeah. and uh, he taught me a couple of things too uh there was a couple on the floor that uh i couldn't sort of do because i wouldn't get up i think ever <laughs> but he kind of did that really it's well a, i think it's called a coffee coffee grinder i'm not sure <laughs> he, he comes home every week with various different dance moves um but the kind of i don't know whether it was was it was it a worm that you taught him maybe the worm was one yeah definitely um, one and I, yeah, I couldn't do that one yeah. no well yeah thanks for that no <laughs> <laughs> well nikki we say it every single time we see you but thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for just being such a good friend giving us such good guidance and you know we've known you for years and years but to now have you be a part of such a special part of our lives is honestly one of the most beautiful things that we could ever want from a friendship from someone um so thank you for being so wonderful and i think every single patient that sees you and has you as a part of their journey is very very lucky to have you because you are oh, thank you absolutely <laughs> incredible 
well thank you're gonna make me cry now thank you for letting me i mean thank you for trusting me you know it's a big honor to be trusted by people to look after their, them and their babies and i can't wait to meet this little one. Oh, it's not long now <laughs> so exciting <laughs> great it's kicking now it's, it's kicking, kicking now, Nikki. now what does that mean Nikki? what does no, that no, mean no no no, no, no. i'm just dancing. gonna google it no i'm kidding it's dancing. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to do if this baby comes out and can't dance? Huh? Uh, do you know what? We, Aliash, a lot of people have asked us that. And Aliash and I are so relaxed about it. I think my parents and Aliash's parents were so supportive with us and our dancing and our entertainment careers. A lot of parents might have gone, no, you need to become an accountant or an engineer. And our parents kind of let us dream big and just do what made us mm. happy. So we're going to be the same, I reckon. But then on the same note, though, uh, I think doing Strictly and being a pro on that show, you literally prove to people that even someone that can't dance can dance. Can dance. So, you know, never <laughs> no, say never. No, no, no. Hold on. I've watched Strictly from the beginning. That's not always true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll have a we better stop day. here. We, we better, better stop, stop here. <laughs> I mean, she's just an incredible human being. I could listen to her for hours. Um, I we I sometimes do, uh, and it's always it's it's always the the most genuine, lovely, and uh, kind conversation. And it's so nice to hear that. You know, how many beautiful experiences she's had. I can't even imagine how many deliveries she's she's done and how many sort of special moments she's had in her life. And uh, I know we're just one of many, but I like to think that hopefully we're one of her favorite ones now. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, we're definitely incredible friends with her, but you said it so perfectly. She is an amazing woman. She knows so much about this field. And it was so nice to kind of get her perspective on everything and how tough a woman's journey can be through pregnancy. And on that note, we want to hear about you and your doctors. Have you had a good relationship with your midwives? Have you had a good relationship with your doctors? What has been your journey with your um, your team when it came to your pregnancies? Did you feel you could trust them? Were, you there for, were they there for you? I think it's important that we share those good stories and the bad ones too. Very important. And uh, like she said, you know, Conversation and communication can heal and fix so many things. And uh, I think that having um, a great relationship with, with any doctor, but like especially someone like Nikki, I think it's, uh, it's a beautiful and a very important thing to have. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully uh, hear you and see you <laughs> next week. We will see you on the comments and hear you somehow, somewhere, somewhere. Uh, radio voice, here I go. <clears throat> Thank you for joining us on another great episode of Twist and Shout with Ali Ash and Jeanette. Well, we say it's great, but hopefully they think it's great. No, hopefully they think it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.